0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, the 6th of February, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And I am here to go over two slates with you, two two, uh, for the price of one. We've got a three-game early slate that we're going to go through uh, game by game. And then a five-game night slate. So uh, hopefully we can sweep everything on FanDuel, Yahoo and DraftKings for all uh, the slates that we play here, both early and late. What I will say is last night, we'll touch on for a second here, wearing the all black today, as you can see, it was just one of those nights where, man, everything that could go wrong did. And uh, man, I just, that was, it was my worst NBA uh, slate of the season. So that says a lot because... Uh, you know, there are times you'll have a guy scratched or injured or, or whatever the case may be. But this was just uh, uh, craziness. So I wore my all black. I patted last night, you know, talked about a little bit in discord. But the beauty of daily fantasy sports is yesterday is gone. I can't even if I finish first in those contests, those don't mean anything today. And which I did not. Um, and even in maybe a contest where I could have finished last out of 33, that's, I don't think that's ever happened to me. But you know what? We own up to everything here on Coach Talk. We, we are an open book. We celebrate tons and tons of victories. And it is only fair to also share when we hit the skid. So I'm uh, not even going to go over the stuff from yesterday. It's just ancient history. Uh, flush it, it's gone. And now today we are going to just absolutely get after it. And I love this little double slate dip here. Three games in the first uh, first one and five games in the evening one. So very excited to get after it today and certainly make amends from yesterday and get back onto a hot streak here. So hopefully the all-black outfit goes to uh, all light colors for tomorrow. That's the the definite plan. All right. I appreciate everybody joining in and and listening in today. Uh, I know the NFL guys out there going bonkers because there's no NFL, but I did see a lot of chatter in our discord about people playing the Pro Bowl. So good luck with that. I hope it works out for you. That's got to be a tough one for sure. But hey, do what you got to do. But if not, Dive into this NBA with us, man. You got it all day. We've got three games at 3.30 for that early slate, uh, Eastern. So that's beautiful. They all start at the same time. And then the night slate's five games, three games at six, one at seven, and one at nine. So, you know, a little bit different timing. People always forget that the main slate in the evening is an hour earlier on Sundays. So uh, definitely set yourself a reminder for that. The other nice thing is we don't have many back-to-backs here. We've only got Chicago on the first night on the early slate and then Milwaukee on the second night on the late slate. Everybody else is on an island game. Uh, There's only five games tomorrow for a Monday. So we get a good look at where everybody's at here today. And then brace for the trade deadline. We've got uh, Thursday is the uh, trade deadline, the 10th. So the next uh, four days are going to be very... Helter Skelter, a lot of trades, guys sitting, uh, but we'll be on top of that. You know, we saw that first trade go through uh, where Portland uh, sent Covington and Powell uh, over to the Clippers. So uh, we'll see a lot more coming down the line here. And so stay in tune with us and we'll keep you posted on all of that. All right, we're going to dive right into this baby with the first game in the early slate it's the Philadelphia 76ers and the Chicago Bulls Philadelphia is favored by 2 it's a 219 and a half total really good game here to start off the day 110.75 implied for Philly 108.75 uh, for the Chicago Bulls Philadelphia comes in 31 and 21 Chicago 33 and 19 Injuries: Thibault questionable, which is important. Their key key defender there, uh, and then also Corkmaz, which who is uh, questionable. So we'll find out about those two before lock. Milton and Simmons remain out for Chicago. The big question mark there is Zach Levine and Kobe White. So to the key backcourt guys for Chicago. Again, we should have that news. We will have that news before lock. The guys out, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Mr. Jones, and Mr. Williams still remain out. So similar scenario there for the the guys that have been out, but uh, four guards there, if you will, Philadelphia and Chicago, two each that we need the information on. Statistically speaking, again, Chicago's on the first night of a back-to-back, so a little bit of uh, maybe the reason why we're getting... Kobe White and Zach Levine is questionable, so we'll see what what that pans out to. Uh, Philly Island game for them. Pace, Philadelphia, slow 27th. Chicago, middle of the pack, if you will, 13th. Defensively, Philadelphia's 11th. They had jumped into the top 10 and then slipped one spot back. Uh, Chicago's only 20th, which is surprising. A lot of people think Chicago's a really sound defensive team, but with some of the Injuries and a little bit of interior issues. Uh, They are not uh, the best defensive team uh, on the board by any stretch. All right, so let's let's take a look at uh, this game a little bit. Obviously, we need the news on those two players for each side to determine a lot. But there are some good things. You've got Tyrese Maxey, who's up to seven four. He's been very good, but he's probably going to get to Soon mood defense, who has proven that he can defend uh, perimeter very very well. Um, Seth Curry was back the last game, a little underwhelming. He's at 5K. Uh, Tobias Harris at 8K for payup opportunity here. You have the, the matchup of two centers playing great basketball. Joel Embiid, 12K, a d- tough one, but Vuk has busted the 10K number. Haven't seen that in a while. Vuk is 10-1, and he deserves to be. He had back-to-back phenomenal games. So uh, he's a guy that uh, we definitely, uh, you know, will consider. But man, at at over 10K against Embiid, that's a hard pill to swallow for me. Uh, Demar Derozan could be a key play on the slate, especially if Levine sits. He's nine six. Certainly considering him, uh, I've been playing Javante Green at four four as a value piece, and he has not let me down of late. He has been very steady. Uh, he. Contributes in a lot of different areas, and I think he's a nice little value piece here. Uh, Dasunmu, same thing. He is up to 6'2", so it's a little bit more of a commitment salary-wise there, but he certainly has deserved uh, some of that recognition and some ownership as well. So an interesting game. I think it's it's a fun game, and I definitely want some exposure, but I'm not going to nail it down until I know about uh, the two guys on each side that are questionable. All right, we go to uh, a couple. We've got a couple of big spreads here on these other two games. They're actually uh, the two uh, biggest for obviously this three game slate, the second biggest, uh, second and third biggest for the whole slate. But we're working on just the early only slate here, the three gamer. And uh, these two games are both terrific. So that will also uh, knock the ownership down a little bit on Philadelphia and Chicago. It's the Brooklyn Nets and the Denver Nuggets. Denver minus six, 229.5 total, 111.75 for Brooklyn, 117.75 for Denver. Brooklyn comes in 29 and 23. Denver is 28 and 24. We obviously have some very important tags here. How about James Harden? Questionable. We know he missed the last game. Uh, you know, interesting to see, is he healthy? Is he in the trade talks? What's going on there? We definitely need that news. Also, Nicholas Claxton, he is questionable. So those two definitely affect the rotations here. The guys that are out for Brooklyn already, Aldridge, Durant, Harrison, Millsap. For Denver, we've got a probable tag on Aaron Gordon and Austin Rivers. I expect both of them to play. Kanchar and Murray remain out uh, for Denver. So a couple of things here. Brooklyn fifth in pace, Denver 22nd. So nice pace up for Denver, opposite direction for Brooklyn. Defensively, two teams that have underachieved of late. they are both fallen out of the top half of the NBA defensive efficiency rankings. Brooklyn is 17th and Denver is 19th. So We've got some good opportunities here. Uh, We we do need to see that news on Harden for sure. If Harden sits, you know, a lot of attention going to Kyrie Irving. Uh, Last time Harden sat, I went to Kyrie with a big majority of DFS players and he was just atrocious. So I know, you know, recency people are going to be a little sour there. He is 10-2 Kyrie. So I'm not sure. You know, I know it's probably a smart play to go back to him and not let that one game uh, throw you off. But he just did not look great, uh, and uh, so I'm hoping Harden plays actually, so it takes that temptation of playing Irving out of there for me. Patty Mills at five three again with Harden out. He's usually steady as a rock, uh, and he pays off his salary pretty easily. Kessler Edwards getting a little bit sick of this gentleman. He gets so much attention. He grabs ownership. He's cheap. He's 37 today, but he just doesn't seem to get over the top. Uh, I, I'm really a little bit wary of how his minutes are going to be run now. He just isn't taking advantage of such a golden opportunity with these minutes. James Johnson could be in the mix as a starter here. He would be a great value play at 3-6. It'd be nice to know on Nick Claxton, too. If Nick Claxton's in at 4-4, we know that he's definitely a viable candidate to to smash that number. So the interior defense, a little shaky for Brooklyn here with some of their guys out. Uh, You're probably going to see even a little Blake Griffin off the bench. Not that he's really playable to me. Um, because they're gonna have to try to deal with the Joker. So that's the big problem uh for Brooklyn. Um, other than that, that's really it. If you know, let's get that hard news, we'll have it because all three of these early games start at 3:30 Eastern. For Denver, just start right with the Joker. I mean, he's 12.6, which is a really rough uh price, but on a three-game slate, I, I can't pass him up. He's my He's my lock and load. I'm playing I'm playing him uh, in everything and just going to make it work from there. I mean, it's just too good of a matchup. Brooklyn's a little thin inside. Uh, you know, just the pace up for them, it's it's just a great spot. So I'm just going to do what I believe has to be done on a slate of, of a three-game size and just plug the Joker in. Other guys to consider here, Will Barton at 6'3". Uh, Gordon at five, five, if you catch him on the right game, he can really, uh, help the cause. And, uh, really after that, it's, I don't really want to go deep with Morris or Jeff green. You know, you, they're utilizing Najee Forbes, Rivers and Highland off the bench quite a bit. So rather stick with the Joker with some consideration to, uh, Barton and Gordon. So this should be a good game. It's going to be an important game in this three game set and once we get that hard news we can shuffle it out but it's joker time for me today for sure all right the third game of the early slate again also at 3:30 it's the Detroit Pistons and Minnesota Timberwolves um, Minnesota you know possible blowout alert they're 12 and a half point favorites already that might go up 230 nice total though 108.75 is all for Detroit How about this Minnesota number, though, 121.25. Not a lot of 120-plus numbers this year in the NBA. Very seldom has that happened. So you have to have exposure on a three-game slate to a team with that high of an implied total. So the question will be, where are we going to go with Minnesota, not are we going to? Because you have to have some exposure here. Uh, Detroit comes in 12-40, and 40, Minnesota 27-25. and Cade Cunningham questionable. So there's our other monster tag uh, that we need to get uh, confirmation on. So thank goodness with all these key players questionable in these three early games, we will have all that news before we lock in because there is no swap uh, once it locks. All three games start at the same time. So uh, that last 30 minutes before lock for our members that are listening, Be prepared because it's, you know, it's going to be down to the wire getting all these lineups and confirmations as we plug those uh, in. So get your get in there, get your contest reserve, get an initial uh, build on based what I'm saying here, plug the joker in and all that stuff. So then once we uh, release those uh, full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, you'll be able to fill them in. And then you'll have time to react on DraftKings where we give out that coach's clipboard. Of five players, and then uh, which is your core, and then a group of others. Joker will be in that core, by the way. Um, so Cunningham news important. We have uh, three guys out for Detroit. Also, Josh Jackson, Livers, and Pickett. And then Minnesota, we've got probable tags on Beverly and DeAngelo Russell, so we're counting them in. Uh, Balmaro and Okogie are uh, questionable for Minnesota. Not that they're really in the rotation there very much whatsoever. All right, this game. So Minnesota, we were talking about where do we go here? Um, Cat is going to be, you know, my choice is Joker over Cat here. I pretty, you pretty much can't go with both. Maybe you can, where you can roster two centers, but that's a lot of salary on a three game slate to try to squeeze in enough value. Um, so for me, I'm looking more towards Pat bevid 5'2", D'Angelo Russell, 7'6", uh, Anthony Edwards, 8'4", Jared v- Vanderbilt, 5'6". Those are the four guys that I'm tossing around depending on, on whether I'm going to be able to utilize uh, a mid-price guy in a Russell or Edwards or if I have to go value with Beverly or Vanderbilt. And a lot of that will depend on the news that we get Uh, in the earlier games of who's in and who's out of those important uh, pieces. And then uh, on the Detroit side, you know, if Cunningham plays at 8-3, he's playable. Um, If he sits, all of that usage, you know, funnels to other guys and they become very strong plays. Definitely considering in that spot, Corey Joseph at 4-2, Sadiq Bey at 6-5, Jeremy Grant at 6-8. Uh, Isaiah Stewart at five, one. i I'm going to steer from. The price is good. He's been getting some minutes, but I'm just concerned of the foul trouble against Cat because uh, Stewart has a tendency uh, to have that happen. Um, if Cunningham sits, I'm expecting Diallo to jump in back into that lineup, uh, starting lineup. He did very well the last time and certainly is in consideration You'll get a little run from guys like Killian Hayes and Kelly Olenek, Trey Lyles, but they're not playable uh, either, and even Roddy Magruder might get a little run. But for me, if Cunningham's in, he's considered. If not, it's basically Joseph, Bay, and Grant uh, where my attention is going to go. So I love this three-game early slate. I think it's a really doable slate here where you've got big numbers to work with. Uh, you've got some good rotations that should really pan out for. Us. So, all right, that is it for the three game early slate. Now we're going to go to the five game main slate, uh, starting at six o'clock. It is the Atlanta Hawks and the Dallas Mavericks, Dallas minus three. It's a 221 total, 109 applied for Atlanta, 112 for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Atlanta comes into this game 25 and 27. Dallas comes in 30 and 23. Injury designations: Collins questionable, which is a big piece of news. Gallinari questionable. Lou Williams questionable. So three rotational guys we need news on. Again, this is the early game of that main slate at six, uh, so we will have that news prior. The only uh, questionable guy for Dallas is Maxi Kleba. And then we have three guys out, Brown, Hardaway, and Porzingis. So looking at this game, we've got, um, let's, I don't know if I, if I uh, went over this in the last game, so I'm going to mention it really quickly here. The uh, statistics for Detroit is seventh in pace, Minnesota second. I did not mention that. So that's why it's a 230 total. That's why it's a key game on that early slate. And then defensively, they're 23rd, Detroit, 14th, Minnesota. So much faster pace in that Detroit-Minnesota game, not great D, so focus on that one. All right, let's look at this uh, statistical analysis here for Atlanta-Dallas. Atlanta's 18th in pace, Dallas 28. So really, with that slow of a pace, is a pretty healthy total for that Atlanta-Dallas uh, game. I'm a little surprised, to be honest with you, I thought... That'd be in the 217-218 range. So interesting number there. Uh Atlanta is 28th defensively, you know. So that might be part of the reason the number's higher, but Dallas is fifth. So you get some good defense there and a little bit slower play. Um, as far as this this matchup goes, Trey Young at 10-1 certainly has been playing good ball. Uh, can be considered here for a payup on this. Uh, main slate. You've got some uh, real bargains in Kevin Herter at 4-2, DeAndre Hunter at 4-7, and Bogdanovich at 5-5. All three have had some strong games, but they're all riskier, maybe almost to the point of GPP because they can sink the ship. Uh, John Collins, if he's in at 6-6, is cheap for him. Clint Capella has, has not been good, and he's been splitting a lot of time Uh, He's 5'7". You know, we know we like to attack uh, the interior defense of the Mavs, especially if Maxi sits. He's the best interior defender for Dallas, really, uh, especially with Porzingis out and no shot blocking there. So, you know, I'm tempted to look at Capella. He just hasn't been the normal Clint Capella that we've seen. But at 5'7", it it definitely is worth a flyer, especially – if John Collins sits, because it's going to bring uh, a lot of rebounds up. Now he's not Capella is never the guy to get you thirty five plus minutes, but you know he may be able to get enough of that in twenty five to twenty eight minutes, uh, depending. So we'll weigh that out as the slate goes on. As far as Dallas, of course you can pay up for Luca. He's twelve k. Atlanta's defense is terrible. Definitely a smash spot. It's a home game for Dallas. Um, certainly in consideration for me. I mean, he's been in one of his grooves, and you know, I don't know if they'll probably put DeAndre Hunter on him, which could cause him a little bit of trouble. I think Hunter's a fantastic defender, but you know, when Luka's uh, going like he is, they'll just run a high pick for him and have him switch off, uh, have you know, make the other team switch off, and then he'll usually just abuse whoever that is they're picking on. So, Luca definitely is is in consideration for me. I think he's got, uh, you know, deserves that twelve K price. And if I can make it work with value, and as value opens up throughout the the day, uh, we may be able to get there. Uh, Jalen Brunson at 6'5". five. He's been a little up and down lately, and his price is up a little bit, uh, but not out of the question. Not interested in any of the other Mavs. You're going to get a lot of. Um, mis- Mixing and matching with Finney Smith, Powell, Bullock. Bullock's been good, though. Bullock has been on fire lately. He's 4'8", which isn't super cheap, but he's making his threes and getting more minutes. So if you did need a a flyer value guy, Bullock would be the guy uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. All right, we go on to the other 6 o'clock game. There's uh, three of them, actually. I'm sorry. So the second of the three... Six o'clock games, which is good because we'll have the majority of the news at lock for both slates, the early and the main. Uh, There's a a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock game that will be the swap games, but uh, we're going to have more news than normal here. So a little more relaxing as far as figuring out uh, lineups. All right, Pacers at Cleveland. Cleveland minus six, 216.5 total, 105.25 implied for Indiana. 111.25 111.25 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Pacers come in 19 and 35, Cleveland 32 and 21. Questionable tags for Indiana, Malcolm Brogdon. What else is new? He's been questionable all season, and DeMontis Sabonis. So, talk about needing some news here and hard to determine this game at all until we have that news, which we'll have. So, that is good. The other questionable guy is Goga Batase. So not only the starting center questionable, the backup center questionable, guys that we know that are out are Jackson, McConnell, Turner, and Warner. So uh, all about the news here. As far as Cleveland goes, also Darius Garland questionable. So that's everything to do with all of the usage basically on that squad. And then doubtful Laurie then I'm counting him as out. So... I mean, how much analysis can you do on a game when the three best players possibly are all out? I will say this, though, if uh, if Brogdon and Sabonis sit Lavert, the way he stepped up the other day, man, he finally decided he was going to play Karis Levert ball and just take over. So hopefully that's a trend that's going to continue. But if Brogdon comes back, even if it's for 15 or 20 minutes, it's definitely going to hurt uh, that Levert uh, production. So we'll see how it flies. Um, right now, let's see. We have Indiana 17th in pace, Cleveland 24th. So that's not helpful. Defensively, we've got uh, Indiana 26, Cleveland 4th. So uh, Cleveland should be able to take uh, advantage of that porous Indiana defense. If Garland's in at 8-8 with no restrictions, consider him. Absolutely. Other than that, though, you know, we got to look at a bunch of different things here. First of all, Jetty Osman dead to us after that last fiasco. Uh, Mr. Osman, you're a nice player, nice guy, but you will not see a coach talk lineup for a while. Uh, Sit down, sir. All right. Um, Other than that, though, Kevin Love has been on fire off the bench at 7-2. You always have the option of the two bigs, Mobley at 7-6 who's been underwhelming the last couple of weeks, but Jared Allen's been playing some ball and he's eight four. So depending on the interior of Indiana, let's just say Sabonis and Goga are out again. Then we're talking about this, this craziness of Terry Taylor at center. He's not a center. He's like a small forward, uh, basically power forward at best. So, you know, I, it's going to be one of those things like Vuk the other day. I mean, they can't stop anything in the interior, So, you know, if they don't have anything in there, then Allen's got to be a a plug and play and you got to consider Mobley as well. So let's see how the news pans out here. Definitely going to be spending some salary on the big or bigs for Cleveland, depending on the situation. Um, And if this game stays fairly close, Cleveland's only favored by six, especially if Garland sits, then uh, I think you could this could be a key pivotal game, even though, It has such a low uh, over-under. If Garland plays, though, and one of the bigs, Sabonis or Batazzi plays, it could end up being just a one-off game. So 100% news dependent, but again, very key. And we'll be following this all along uh, in our Discord. If you want to become a member at Coach Talk, it's dfscoachtalk.com. You can join for as little as a three-day membership for $10. We would love to have you. So we'll be following that throughout the day very closely. All right. The third six o'clock game are the Boston Celtics at the Orlando Magic. Boston favored by nine. It's only a 215 and a half total, which is the lowest of the day. Uh, so that is not a fun number. 112.25 implied for Boston, only 103.25 for the Orlando Magic. Boston comes in 29 and 25. Orlando 12 and 42. Again, very concerned about blowout possibilities here. Um, Boston is super healthy. Nobody out for them except Bull Bull who's had surgery. So they're they're healthy. They're ready to go. Uh you know, and that's not good news for Orlando. For Orlando, you've got a doubtful tag on uh, Hampton, which he's at least getting close to be, being back. And then out as normal Carter Williams, Fultz, Isaac Moore. That's been the case there for quite some time. Um, As far as statistically, Boston's 23rd in pace, Orlando's 16th. That's why you've got a low total. And then defensively, Boston's all the way to third. They're playing fantastic defense. Orlando's 22nd, so not so much there. Uh, This game just scares me. I'm not going to be on it very much at all. I think Boston could blow them out. I know for, and I always mention people that say, coach, you don't, Think of a blowout in DFS. Well, you know what? As a game scripter, I always explain it. I mean, I stand by my guns. It pays me off more than it, it doesn't. And I just think Boston's lopsided here. I would uh, I would take them minus the points if it's single digits at nine. But anyway, with that into consideration, Boston's good defense, the bad pace here, some overpriced guys with Tatum 10-6 and Brown at 9-2. Uh, and even Anthony at seven one, Wendell Carter at six nine. Just not interested in those guys. I don't. I don't like the matchup. I don't like the game set. And uh, to me, this just becomes somewhat of an unplayable game. I will say, Jalen Suggs at five nine has gotten my attention lately. He's playing well. Robert Williams at seven five on the other side of the ball has also uh, shown some some upside here, but. This is more than likely going to be a pass game for me, and I'll just play this evening slate as a four-gamer in essence. All right, the two games that do not start at lock, uh, one hour after lock at 7 o'clock is the New Orleans Pelicans versus the Houston Rockets. We have some really good numbers here. This is the winner of the day as far as largest total. Pelicans are favored by five and a half. It's a 231 and a half total, 118 and a half for New Orleans, and 113 uh, for the Houston Rockets. So, some really juicy numbers there. Pelicans are 20 and 32, Houston's 15 and 37. A uh, questionable tag here, Josh Hart, important piece there for their rotation. Guys that are already out, Hernan Gomez, Luzada, Temple and Cheeseburgers Williamson. For Houston, it is Garuba and Wall out. I've said Garuba and Wall like every game out all year. Why I keep saying it, I don't know. But if their designation ever changes, I'm going to be stunned. But other than that, Houston's got all their youngsters. They're playing ready to go and get it done. Pelicans are 19th in pace, but Houston is number one. Houston's our new darling. It it switches between Houston and Charlotte. Houston is the the number one pace and 30th defense. So when you get that double, you got to roster guys in in that uh, sense for sure. So it's pretty much been Houston and Charlotte having fun with uh, being tops in pace and, and at the bottom in defense, but definitely something to take advantage of. The Pelicans are 25th in defense, so they're not exactly shutting anybody down. So you know it's a key game. It you know it doesn't. It's not a hot take here by any stretch. But of course, this is a great game for DFS. You're gonna have a lot of possessions, a lot of a lot of DFS points to be had. All kinds of value all over the place too. You could go Devonte Graham at five three. Uh, if Josh Hart sits it shuffles the deck a little bit it definitely raises up Herb Brown uh Herb Brown Herb Jones uh at 54 I he's been terrific for me uh, throughout the year Joe Val at 83 certainly in play if you want to pay up to Brandon Ingram at 87 I think it's it's also a wise decision uh Houston really doesn't have great defense it will get Jay Sean Tate probably on Brandon Ingram so uh, that's a little bit of a deterrent, but Tate hasn't been just the complete dead stopper, uh, that he was last season or even at the beginning of this year. So, uh, not sure why he's slowing down a little bit if they're figuring him out, uh, on his weakness or if he's hurt a little bit, I'm not sure, but, uh, he's still a good defender, definitely a plus defender. And, uh, I would assume he guards Ingram, which at eight, seven, you know, makes that decision a little bit tougher. Um, other than that, you know, depending on whether Hart's in or out, you know, they've been playing Jackson Hayes going two bigs at times. I don't see that happening a ton in this game, but if it does, uh, you know, if we see coach speak or, or any beat writer talk at 5K, uh, you can consider uh, Hayes in that spot. Uh, Alvarado's been really terrific off the bench at 3.7. Uh, you know, if he's going to do a timeshare with Graham, that's a deterrent. But, if for some reason, you know he's going to get good minutes at that price. He's definitely going to get you steals. We know that much. So certainly a lot of options from the Pelicans and some good uh, good value there. And speaking of value, how about the Pel- the Rockets pricing? Porter five seven, Jalen green four six, Eric Gordon four, Sean Tate four nine. Christian Woods the only one that has a tag on him at eight five. So, Really uh, think a lot of those guys are in play. Uh, I can see myself with two Rockets here, uh, depending on, you know, the matchup with Hart. I want to see if he's in, but, you know, Porter at 5'7", very playable. Uh, and I think uh, Christian Wood at eight five is a smart payup. I know Joe Val can get big inside. He's strong, but uh, Christian Wood's going to take him away from the basket. He's got more of a uh, power forwards game that can face up. He doesn't need to try to bang with val inside. So it, it does increase both values because Joval's going to get a lot of those rebounds. But Christian Wood, I think, is going to be able to score on the perimeter and mid-range against uh, val So Wood and val both in play here. Uh, they're both pay-ups and then uh, some really good value guards. All right, last game on the slate. Nine o'clock game, Milwaukee Bucks at the LA Clippers. Milwaukee is on the second night of a back to back. That's the only other uh, game, other than Chicago, on the early slate that are playing back to back games today, which is very unusual. Um, But Milwaukee, will it affect things here? That's the the million dollar question. Uh, That and the fact that, you know, we could get those Clippers, uh, new Clippers players in the mix. So that's news that we're going to be working on throughout the day. All right, to start out, 227.5 is a nice number here for two teams that are pretty solid. Milwaukee's a four and a half point road favorite. 116 implied for Milwaukee, 111.5 for the LA Clippers. Milwaukee comes in 33 and 21, the Clippers 27 and 27. And that, that trade is really gonna help them. Um, Milwaukee has two people out, Hill and Lopez. Other than that, they're full go, except on what Coach Bud wants to do on the second night of a back-to-back. We will see. Clippers have Zubats questionable, so we need that news. Uh, Jay Scrub doubtful, and then we have two guys uh, probable, and that's Covington and Powell, the two new Clippers. So, how is that going to affect that rotation? What it's going to do is eliminate a lot of ownership for me because. Now you're talking about the fact that Morris and Batum, Covington, Powell, if Zubots is in or not, baca you've got all kinds of guys to uh, split time there and not sure what he's going to do. I would assume he's going to ease them in. So in essence, that whole group is out of play for me. I'm not, I mean, you could end up rostering one of those guys and they play 15 minutes. So Let's let the dust settle and see what that rotation is going to look like before we gamble there. Uh, Also, by the way, for the Clippers, George, Leonard, and Preston are out. Uh, So let's talk about how this is going to break out. Um, First of all, for Milwaukee, I'm going to tread a little lightly with uh, Giannis here just because of the back-to-back. Holiday and Middleton are not priced that great, but would like to consider one or the other. As well as Bobby Portis, I think those are your your go-tos here. Spend up somewhere on the Milwaukee side uh, and get it to work for the Clippers. I'm, I'm more likely to go towards a Reggie Jackson or an Amir Coffey. Those would be the the two guys that I would look at first. Again, you know, as I mentioned, that huge conglomeration of new uh, wings and 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 somewhat bigs. Is definitely gonna, you know, shake the kettle. It's also gonna hurt guys like I think, like Hartenstein, possibly Terrence Mann, Brandon Boston, Luke Kennard. Those guys are all gonna lose minutes. So <clears throat> I'm sticking to the backcourt, which I don't think will get a lot of interruption with Jackson and Coffee. And then again, just letting the the rest of this sort of rotate into figuring out, you know, what the rotation is. So That's what I'm looking at. It's a good, good card, both of them. I think for a three game and a five game to have two slates to go after uh, like this, it's gonna be a good day. So very excited to bounce back from yesterday and make today a super winning one. Really appreciate everybody tuning in. You can join us at dfscoachtalk.com. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, give us a quick comment, And while you're at it, hit that little bell in the upper corner. That'll alert you when any of our podcasts post. We have an awesome NFL Super Bowl podcast uh, this week with special guests and and all kinds of stuff going on there. We've got our golf podcast coming out. And then, of course, we have seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts every day. We're also going to do some live streaming. We're going to do some collaborations uh, again, with a Gundacker where I'll be jumping on his live stream. He'll be jumping on our podcast and we're also going to fire up a live stream coming up uh, within the next week as well. So all kinds of things happening here at Coach Talk. We appreciate everybody that listens every day. Uh, and you know, we don't take any of that for granted. And uh, we appreciate all our members. So thank you so much for listening in. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And uh, we'll definitely be back tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.